Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're in the book of Hebrews. We are quickly coming to the end of our examination of this letter, which has been a profound letter. Uh, just reflecting back, remember some big picture things about this, okay? That uh, uh, we do not know who wrote this book, okay? There's a lot of conjecture related to that. We do know that it's written to a group of people that were Jewish in background, but that are now believers. And they're struggling with some things. Some good things are happening in their life. But they're being tempted in some ways. And one of those primary ways is they're being tempted to go back into the patterns and practices of Judaism. They're being tempted with saying that, well, you need to uh, uh, be a good Jew before you can be a good Christian. Okay? You need to keep the law as well as believing that Jesus is Messiah by faith. And so the writer of Hebrews has dealt with a lot of these things. And he's doing it um, from the... Uh, understanding that Jesus is better, okay? Jesus is better uh, than the word spoken by the prophets before. He's better than the prophets. He's better than the angels. He's better than the tabernacle. He's better than the Mosaic law. There's many, many things that Jesus is better. Now, yeah, the synopsis is that Jesus is better than everything, <laughs> yeah. But even that's a little uh, uh, too uh, simplistic. He's dealing with the exact things that are happening in their lives, and he's uh, answering questions. You can tell that he uh, sort of knows some of the struggles that they're going through. And so we draw to the end here in the 13th chapter, and he's just firing all these instructions to them. And I want to go back to the 15th verse. We looked at the 15th and 16th verse in the previous episode, but start there and then look at the next three verses thereafter. Verse 15 says this, Through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. So he's saying through the Lord Jesus Christ, through what he's done for us, remember the verses just prior to that, he was talking about how uh, the Lord had uh, sacrificed himself. And so that we need to uh, uh, go outside the camp and bear his reproach. So through him, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that give thanks to his name. That's what we are to do. We are to give thanks to his name day in, day out, in the midst of everything. And then not only to do so by lips, by the fruit of our lips, what we say, but let there be deed. Okay, and verse 16 talks about that. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. So he's saying do what is good and share. Don't be greedy and hanging on to the blessings that God's given. Meet the needs of others. Now verse 17, obey your leaders and submit to them. For they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Now, boy, that verse right there is thrown about, is it not? And bantied about. And uh, we're told in several places to obey leaders, to respect leaders, to honor leaders, to listen to leaders. Okay, all these are uh, mentioned in the Scripture. The problem that we run into as the body of Christ is that a lot of times within the organizational church, Okay, within the organizational church, you have those that are in that are in the role of leadership, that are in man-made uh, positions of leadership, that demand this type of thing. 
that demand that you submit to them, that demand you do everything they say, that demand by position that you do these things, and yet they have no desire of keeping watch over souls, okay? They do not lead in the realm of the Spirit. They do not lead in the Word. A lot of times they're not even believers, and people say, well, I can't believe that. Well, no, it's absolutely true. There are a lot of people that are in leadership roles within the organizational church that are not true believers. And they will sit there. Uh, Jesus has told us you'll know them by their fruit. Okay, you'll know them by their fruit. Uh, if you're sitting there and you're in a situation somebody demands to be followed because I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and they quote what their title is and what their position is, that tells you a lot, doesn't it? That, uh, yeah. Those that are true leaders, people follow. Okay, They follow because a leader leads and people will follow, and that's the way that God designed things. If you're having to sit there and say, okay, I'm this, I'm this, I'm this position, you have to follow me, you have to follow me, then you've pretty well already lost it okay? because you never had the leadership because that's not really what you are. He's telling us that those that lead, obey them, submit to them. And, you know, we know who they are, and this this takes place in, in a lot of ways. And so uh, I always use uh, uh, an example of Ms. Alma. Ms. Alma was just a wonderful, wonderful godly lady. She's long since been in glory. But Alma was a phenomenal cook and a phenomenal seamstress. <coughs> I mean, she could make anything, clothing-wise, curtain-wise. Well, let me tell you what. If you need a curtains made, don't come to me. Okay, don't come to me. Go to Ms. Alma. Obey her. Submit to her. Let her lead you in how to make curtains and how to sew clothing and how to cook and how to live life and the things that she was gifted with. Now, if you need help in understanding what all these little black notes mean on the page with a line that go up and down and that you translate that into that into sound and music some way, well, come to me. I can help you with that. I know how to read that music, right? And so listen to what I have to say about that and submit to that, and you'll learn. But, you know, we all have roles and functionings in leading one another within the body of Christ. But this thing that we experience today, that because you're in some position, you've been hired for something, or you've got a title, or you've spent X amount of time learning about this and that, so therefore you have to listen to me? No, 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 no. True leadership. True leadership uh, comes about because people see that gift in this. Okay? They experience it, particularly within the organism of the body of Christ. And you know what? They will willingly obey and willingly submit. Are there times when you're sort of resistant? Well, that's what he's talking about right here. Yeah. He says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your soul as those who will give an account. Notice that leaders will give an account. <laughs> Boy, that, that phrase has been going through my mind uh, many, many times of, uh, in recent years. Well, sometimes I just want to say, hey, don't you know that you're going to give an account? Don't you know that you will be held to a higher standard? Remember what James says about those who teach? Okay, That you're going to be held. On, don't you know this? Don't you know that you're... Uh, task, if you truly are who you say that you are and you're truly called to do what you say you do, don't you know that you're tasked to keep watch over souls, to watch over folks? And I tell you what, folks, it is a rare individual that I can point to that's within these organizational leadership roles and positions that really does what the Scripture calls us to do. I mean, they're few and far between, particularly within mainstream churches. 
I mean, it's just, it's sad. You know, it really, really is sad. For the most part, what I see is that the leaders are fleecing the flock. I mean, fleecing the flock in every way, financially. They're fleecing them spiritually. They don't teach. They don't keep watch over their souls. They, they're really not concerned at all. And then it says this in verse 17. I thought we'd get further than this today. Wow. Uh, completing verse 17, let them do this with joy and not with grief, for this would be unprofitable to you. So he's telling the people, hey, obey your leaders and submit them to them because they have a role and function. And we're talking with the true leaders now. For they keep watch over your soul, and they're going to give an account to God. And do this, okay? Obey them and submit to them in such a way that it will be a joy for them and not grief. You say that in 1 Thessalonians. Uh, five, one of the best thing you can do for your leadership is to love one another. Is <laughs> to give thanks and to love one another. In loving one another, it will not cause them grief. He says, if you will uh, uh, obey and submit to your leaders, and if the leaders will be what they're supposed to be, then we will be functioning together as we're supposed to, and there will be joy and there will be no grief. He says, if you don't do this, it's not going to be profitable for you. Anyway, this is a really powerful verse right here, Hebrews 13, uh, 17. We'll probably talk more about it later, but my time is up right now. Can you believe that? Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode.